You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Benny and Haiti. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Benny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Victory Monday. Orioles clinch a playoff spot. Still trying to win that division. Work to be done. Two weeks left. Regular season. Ravens are 2 0, winning at Cincinnati. Bengals, a little bit of trouble here at 0 2. Both losses of the division variety here to talk about the Ravens. A little Van Halen for you, which is never bad. The real Van Halen, that is. From the Baltimore Sun, he's on the WGK Law guest hotline. Let's welcome back Childs Walker. Childs, good morning. What's happening? Good morning, guys. I'm 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 on my uh, the tail end of my my fifth day of uh, COVID quarantine. So I'm just happy to talk to anybody from the outside world. Well, uh, we were living that a couple yeah. of weeks ago, but we're not here to talk about a pandemic that apparently was gone. But here it is, uh, alive and well. Ravens offensive line yesterday versus Week One. Your minus two starters yesterday, but is it fair to say they performed better minus Stanley and Linderbaum than they did against the Houston Texans in the opener? Yeah, I, I mean, they, they, they did perform better than they did in the opener. And I mean, certainly um, relative to expectations and worries going into the game, they performed exceptionally well. Um, you know, there were, there were a lot of concerns that uh, DJ Reader would, would, would give Sam Mustaver terrible, terrible problems on the interior. Uh, there, there were some plays where, where you know, Reader, Reader got the better of him, but, you know, he, he wasn't really able to, you know, put any pressure on Lamar up the middle. And then uh, I thought they did really well in the edges. I mean, I, I thought I thought McCarry had a terrific game. I mean, but we've seen that from him in the past. He's he, he's one of those guys who's kind of already you know, always ready to step in and, and and be pretty good. And 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 he certainly was that yesterday. I mean, you know, the Cincinnati's pass rushers really weren't a factor in the game. So so yeah, I mean, you have to be thrilled with that. Hey, Charles, I thought the the Ravens' offensive line and the offense overall. They did a hell of a job handling the crowd noise. I saw where Zeitler was the one tapping Mustafa all the time, you know, to snap the ball. They did. They seemed, I thought, sort of seemed unrattled in in general. I mean, you know, and, and you have to you have to give Lamar a lot of credit for that. Obviously, I mean, it was, I thought, one of the more poised games that we've seen him play. Yeah. Um, his decision-making was on point throughout, you know, whether it was, you know, kind of taking what was there in the passing game, deciding when to run versus throw. Um, he had, had the one fumble that was that was wiped out by the by the penalty, but I mean, other than that, it's just hard to point to any moment in the game where he looked flustered. Whereas, you know, in the opener, I did think he, he looked a little skittish at times, a little uh, a little unsettled in the new offense. So it was uh, it was kind of night and day from week one to week two. I thought Isaiah likely because I criticized him. I thought he blocked terribly last week, and I thought he blocked exceptional yesterday. Yeah, and and that's probably he's gonna he's gonna need to be able to do that to to stay on the field. I mean, he, he 
Obviously, he didn't play as much as he did in week one uh, because Andrews was back and Andrews sort of played his normal workload. Um, but but Lakely still, you know, had, had a decent number of snaps. And, you know, you kind of alluded to, I mean, that's that's what he's going to have to do because, I mean, he, there's, there's a lot of guys to feed in the passing game. He, he's not going to be a, a featured guy in the passing game. So, you know, he's he's going to have to be able, be able to run block and also pass protect. And, you know, I, I did think he made strides there last year. Agree with you. He was not good in that area in week one. So you know it was certainly a good thing for him to to, to be back on point in, in week two. I tell you what, you talk about guys, you know, getting fed. I thought Lamar did an awesome job. I think there was what four guys caught three passes in the first half, and another one caught two. I mean, he was spreading the wealth to everybody. Yeah, and and I think it was six six guys ended up with at least three catches, which is you know you know a lot of times you'll see a stat where. You know, the quarterback completes passes to 10 different guys, but five or six of those guys only catch one ball or something like that. But this was true spreading the wealth. I mean, you know, and it was, you know, he, he, he got Aguilar involved. Aguilar made the big touchdown catch at the end. I mean, we know Zay is going to be in the middle of everything every week. It's, it certainly seems that way. He played the most snaps of any wide receiver with, with Odell dealing with the ankle injury. Um, you know, Andrew's right back in the mix, but he wasn't he wasn't um, zeroed in on Andrews on, on, on every important down, which I know is, is, is people's fear. I mean, you know, two two big plays to Andrews, obviously, the, the, the touchdown and then the, the 20-yard completion on second and 23 on, on, on that touchdown drive, uh, you know, and it's kind of straddling the third and fourth quarter. So Andrews is still going to be a featured guy. But, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was he certainly – he was looking for the best play on every play, which is what you want him to do and what he has not always done over the years. And, and that had to be very heartening to see for, for, for Ravens fans. I thought the pass rushers, you know, because they were getting rid of the ball so quick, it gets very frustrating as a pass rusher. But you know what? Before Owe got hurt, he had a couple of nice moves. He had a real nice spin move back inside that he would have gotten a sack, but Burrow got rid of the ball, and I thought Clowney played well. You know, Ajabo was kind of up and down in the run stuff. Irv Smith Jr., I pancaked him the one time, but he made some plays in the run game, and I thought his takeoff off the ball was good. But like I said – the ball was coming out in like two point one, and it's you can't get there. Yeah, I think I think Owe has been very good on the snaps that he's played this year. I think you have to be you have to be pleased there. Ajabo has actually been a better run defender, I have to say, than than, than I expected. I mean, I, I thought he was very good against the run in Week One, and and as you said, not bad. Made made some plays yesterday, and then I think Clowney has given them exactly what they what they hoped for when they when they signed him. I mean, you know, he had to step up and play play a higher percentage of snaps yesterday with, with OA not playing in the second half. He, he did that. You know, he's, 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 he's a powerful guy. He's, he's, he's going to be stout against the run, made, made some plays against Mixon on, on the inside. And, and then he got the, the important sack late in the, and the pass deflection. So, I mean, you know, he's, you know, they, they needed someone to come in and fill those roles that, that Pierre Paul and Justin Houston played last year. And the good thing about Clowney is, is he can kind of do what both of those guys did last year. I mean, he can be the strong Ed Shutter guy, but he can also give you some some real push in the you know as as, as a pass rusher, and you know at two point five million, that's that, that's a nice little value, and it, it's certainly paying off for them right now. Charles Walker, Baltimore Sun, covers the Ravens uh, here on one hundred five seven. The fan Bob Haiti Vinny Serrato on this victory Monday. Ravens win, Orioles going to the playoffs. So the work to be done uh, done there. We were talking earlier about the run pass allocation: thirty three passes, thirty seven runs, minus J.K. Dobbins, obviously Childs. For the season, how do you see this thing kind of unfolding throughout the course of the year? I mean, perfect world. I guess it's all about game flow and tempo and circumstance. But do Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, Gus 10, 
Hill 11, you get the point. Is it going to be that fair or that balanced? Or does one guy eventually become the dude? I don't, I don't really think so. I, I don't think one of those guys becomes the, the, the dude. I mean, I, I think Justice Hill will play more snaps just because he's the more versatile player. Um, but I still think Gus is sort of the obvious guy to turn to in a lot of situations. And we saw that yesterday. I mean, when, you know, when they, when they need those tough yards on a, on a third down, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be Gus more often than not, because I mean, he's, he's, he's really good at that. Um, so I, I, I kind of think the snaps aren't going to be that far off week to week. And the, and the carries probably aren't going to be off that much week to week, because I mean, the pattern that we've seen over the years is that even when Gus doesn't play, there's a ton of snaps. He, he gets the ball a decent percentage of those snaps. So, I would think that would continue to be the case, and I don't. I don't know that there's a ton of room for anybody else to force their way in. I mean, based on what we saw of Gordon in the preseason, maybe Keaton Mitchell when he comes back, you know, makes some noise. I, I don't know about that. Um, in terms of the overall balance of the offense, I mean, when we were kind of doing our stats prediction, predictions in the last week before the season, I ended up saying I, I really don't think we're going to see them end up with these massive passing sets, these massive raw passing sets that people were talking about in the summer, you know, in terms of attempts and yards, because I do think in an ideal world, Munkin wants to run a fairly balanced offense. I mean, he, he did that at Georgia where he had a big time talent advantage. Doesn't have as much of a talent advantage here, but I I do think if they're playing well, they're going to be a pretty balanced team. You're not going to see them throw the ball. They're not going to see them go nuts throwing the ball unless they're playing from behind, which obviously they're, they're, they're hoping not to do. So I kind of think yesterday is, that's probably pretty close to ideal for them. Childs Walker, Baltimore Sun. Childs, always appreciate your time talking about the 2-0 Ravens right now. Feel better, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, thanks for having me, Thanks, Childs. Childs Walker, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, whip around, a lot going on in the world of sports. Maryland wins on Saturday against Virginia, coming from behind to do so. Crazy story in the NHL. We'll get into that as well. Howard Balzer, longtime NFL writer, bottom of the hour, talking about week two, which isn't done yet. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw coming up, 11.45. News from the Nets. Good to hear from Lamar. Good to hear from John Harbaugh. Ravens are 2-0. and We got to be loving that, right? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Vinny and Hades with, 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 with.
Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Good evening, 105.7 The Fan. This past Friday night, game you heard on, on this radio station, Maryland. At home, taking on Virginia. We talked about it with Damon Evans. It was the, the black old school uh, script uniforms. Going up against the Cavaliers early for Maryland. Things did not look ideal, but in the end, Maryland wins going away. And a local kid had a lot to do with it. Gives it to him. He's straight up the middle. Powers his way in the end zone. Did he get in? Yes. Touchdown, Roman Hemby. And the Terps within a point of tying this game. Two touchdowns on the night for Roman Hemby as Maryland wins 42-14. to uh, Leah Tungaviola, 19 of 30 for a touchdown. Colby McDonald actually led Maryland in rushing with 75 yards on 10 carries. He scored a TD as well. But this kid, Braden Wislowski, got Maryland back in it. They were mm-hmm. down 14 zip. He had the kick return for a touchdown. And then Maryland basically, uh, basically didn't look back from there. Now Maryland 3 and 0 for the what's it third straight year 3 and 0 going back to 1978 79 80 when they accomplished that they're at Michigan State coming up Saturday 3:30 NBC by the way national TV Maryland 6 point favorites because Michigan State's football program right now, Vinny, is in uh, complete disarray yeah. and this is another game Bob that you know you're favored by 6 on the road this is a game that what they can't do is get the if they get down fourteen nothing again, then you give those guys you know a reason to fight, you know. So if they can come out, start early, get a quick lead, and then these guys are like, eh, why do we want to keep playing? Yeah, puffy pants. Then yes, we'll get to college football scores later in the show. As a matter of fact, we'll look at our picks coming up around twelve thirty. NHL news. Mike Babcock is, you know, training camps for the NHL and NBA are upon us, everybody. But Mike Babcock was hired over the summer as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And before they even play a game, he's gonzo. Apparently, the NHL Players Association did some investigating into some of his practices and, you know, getting to know his team, trying to pry into their personal lives. Their phones. phones. Yeah, he was looking at all their – he wanted to see all the pictures on their phones. Looking know? for what? Pornographic material? Uh, he said he wanted to look at, like, their families kind and of kids. do you and, have? Yeah, yeah, I guess. You know, but then all of a sudden, Bob, like all the players from Toronto who hated him, you know, they were, they were chirping into the PA, you know. So um, I, I think it got so – ugly that he had to go because he was was he scapegoated in toronto i mean because they fail in the playoffs yeah, but i year. think he you know well with mitch marner i think like he had it out for him and you know I, he just uh didn't treat all the players the same and, and treat them right it sounds like and he was a good coach earlier in his career but then he just, I don't know what happened to him, or maybe the way you got to treat people kind of changed because he's in his 60s. Yeah, he gets the foot yeah. in a couple of months there in Columbus. So weird. I, I was reading it. it was weird. Very. I, I was shocked when I saw it on Facebook or whatever. I thought, you know, fake news. <laughs> it's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fat. On this date in sports history, it is September the 18th, 1973. 50 years ago, Tiger Stadium. Earl Williams hit a three-run bomb. Bobby Gritch, three for five with a ribby. Paul Blair, two for five with a ribby. Jesse Jefferson, 
complete game. Orioles beat the Tigers 6-2 on their way to the AL East Championship 1974. Shea Stadium, Orioles play the Yankees. Remember, the Yankees had to play at Shea for two years because they were remodeling mm-hmm. old Yankee Stadium. And on this day, there at Shea, 10-4 birds. But good buddy. Al Bumbry, Rich Coggins, Bobby Gritch, all two uh, two ribbies. Elrod Hendricks went yard. Mike Quayer, complete game victory, his 20th of the season. Orioles on their way to the AL East Championship. Get the theme here, everybody. 1983, Memorial Stadium. John Stafaro, game-winning single, scores Glenn Gulliver in the bottom of the ninth as the Orioles edge the Brewers 10-9. Eddie Murray hit a grand slam in this game, drove in five. T.P. Martinez gets the win, 1983, 40 years ago, on their way to the World Championship, 1997, against Milwaukee, Oriole Park, Camden Yards. Geronimo Barroa, two for four with a ribby. Mike Bordick went deep. Oriole Hall of Famer, our colleague, Baltimore Baseball tonight, Mike Messina, picked up his 15th win. Randy Myers, his 43rd save, 4-3 Orioles, on their way to the ALCS, 2012. Nolan, you're going to have to help me with this one, I forgot. 2012, 11 years ago, in 18 innings, Orioles beat the Mariners at Safeco. Taylor Teagarden and Mark Reynolds had RBIs in the top of the 18th. Chris Davis drove in two. Tommy Hunter got the win. Jim Johnson got his 44th save. It was a Tuesday night, 10.30 Eastern time start. So the chances of me, I don't remember the game. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, chances of us staying there. That game probably ended at like 4 o'clock in the morning, Baltimore time. 2012, you said? 2012. Well, that's funny. The more memorable marathon game was the Boston one where Davis comes in to pitch. Yeah. But you're right. I think it's probably because nobody was watching. It yeah. was so late. We yeah. don't remember. Yeah, Chris Davis beat Darnell McDonald, who was a former Oriole draft pick, who was an outfielder, by the way, pitching for the Red Sox. And then finally, 2016, Oriole Park in Camden Yards, Manny Machado, Mark Trumbaum. Each hit solo homers. Brad Brock gets the win in relief. His 10th, Zach Britton, picks up his 43rd save as the Orioles edge Tampa. 2-1 to one on their way to the wild card. Orioles yesterday clinched their first playoff spot since that year, 2016. Talk about that coming up at the 1 o'clock hour with Jacob Calvin Meyer. We're going to have your American League East report, and we're going to have to start going beyond as well because wild card push in both leagues is pretty insane. Another division was clinched over the weekend, too. We'll get into all of that good stuff. But Howard Balzer, longtime NFL writer, Talk about week two of the NFL season, which isn't over. We have two games tonight. New Orleans at Carolina, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. We have Cleveland and the Steelers here on 105.7 The Fan. And then Carolina hosting New Orleans on our sister station. It's 1300 The Bet. Baltimore baseball tonight. Me and Jim Hunter brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Getting you ready for the Orioles and Astros. That's coming up at 6. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports 24-7, 105-7, The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105-7, The Fan. They're on this Monday, Victory Monday. Orioles going to the playoffs. So unfinished business. Got to win that division. In Houston tonight, taking on the Astros. Baltimore baseball tonight. Me and Jim Hunter. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts coming up at 6. Ravens are 2-0. Winning on the road. Lamar 7-1 against Cincinnati in his career. Joe Burrow was limping off the field. And a lot of stuff went on in week two, which isn't done yet. Two games tonight, New Orleans, Carolina, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. From GoPhoenix.com, from Lindy's, the pro football annual longtime NFL writer on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, Howard Balzer. Howard, good morning. What's happening? Well, everything's happening. You know that, guys. And I just wanted to say a quick note when you mentioned the Orioles. It's hard to believe that two years ago, not only the Orioles, but the Arizona Diamondbacks were by far two of the worst teams in all of baseball. I don't remember how many wins they ended up with, but it was was awful low. And here they are, the Orioles doing what they're doing, and the Diamondbacks right now are the second wild card in the National League, so it's pre- pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, Orioles were 52-110 and 110 two years ago, and, Howard, they will both probably have the respective Rookie of the Year's uh, Carroll out there in Arizona and Gunner yeah. here in Baltimore. But uh, I guess on a much uh, more somber note, the Cardinals were up big <laughs> against the Giants <laughs> to the point where it was like it was 20, 20 to nothing, 28-7, yeah. whatever it was. I'm like, well, the Giants suck. And then you uh, look later in the day, and all of a sudden they're 1-1. Uh, one one. Arizona's a heartbreaking 0-2 second half all about New York. What happened there for Arizona's second half of that game where a sure victory became a heartbreaking defeat? Surely I'm not the first person to say this was a tale of two halves, but it was, it, it, it truly was. And, I mean, heck, at halftime, the Giants had been, out, had been outscored 60 to zip in you know their six quarters uh, this season. And the Cardinals dominated offensively and defensively in the first half, it outgained the Giants 240, 241 to 81 in the, in the first half. And it totally flipped the script in the second half. The Giants, incredibly, had 358 yards of total offense in the second half. And the Cardinals had 132, and that includes a garbage-time 19-yard uh, pass play after they'd fallen behind and there were 19 seconds on the clock when the play began. So yeah, it was Daniel Jones and the, and the Giants offense just toyed with the Cardinals in the second half, whether it was Jones running or hitting, you know, you know, explosive plays. They had 143 yards on four explosive passes, including the first play of the second half, which seemed to set the tone for the rest of the way. When he, on the first play, he hit, uh, third-round pick this year, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt for 58 yards, and boom, uh, the you know it just opened the doors, and and the, the Cardinals just could not stop them. Giants had the ball for five possessions in the second half, and scored on every 
on every one. And then that uh, the Cardinals offense, which has done a nice job in the first half, they did have one night, one bounce back uh, drive after that first score by the Giants. But then after that, their next three possessions, they had eight plays for 13 yards and could. I mean, heck, if you just get, if you just get a four minute drive and take some time off the clock, even if you don't score, you're going to make it awful difficult for the Giants uh, to come back. But they weren't able to get it done, and here they are, you know, sitting at 0 and 2 with a four point loss and a three point loss in their first two games in, in a league that, you know, certainly is built around uh, one-score games. I mean, there's already, you know, last week there were eight one-score games. This week with two games tonight, there there were 10. There have been 10 one-score games decided by one score or less so far in this week, too. Hey, Howard, how impressed are you with the Cowboys after two weeks? Ooh. I mean, as long as they can keep playing the New York teams every week, I guess they'll be okay. But, but yeah, they're 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 playing well, and they come in here to Arizona next week, and that one's going to be a tough one, I think, for the Cardinals to keep that one a one-score game. But yes, they they they've played very well. The defense is doing an excellent job. Uh, certainly, they were you know, able to go against Zach, you know, Zach Wilson and that Jets offense coming off that you know crazy emotional Monday night game. But they're looking very good. And, you know, it's a good team. I mean, you know, they, they won 12 last year in the regular season. And so you have to look at them as, as, a, as one of the top contenders uh, in the NFC. The question is, can they get it done in the postseason? And obviously we've got a long way to go before we get there. Howard, you know what's funny is, is anytime, you know, the Chargers are in a game with a good coach, <laughs> they lose that game. Because, you know, I mean, I'm not a Staley fan. I know there's a lot of people that aren't, and and for for whatever happens and goes on in games, especially these close games, is it you know you always hear everyone talk, coaches always will say you know a lot of coaches will fall on the sword and say it's on me. Many of them will point to hey it's about execution, you know it's about players making plays when they have to. And I know back to the Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon fell on the sword and saying well it's a coaching, it's this, it's that, but. <laughs> Uh, the quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, said, hey, it's all about finishing. It's about players making plays, whether it's offensive, whether it's on the offensive side or the defensive side. And that's, that's what determines uh, all, all of these close games in the NFL. And the Chargers, like you point out, have had a lot of them, and they're just not able to come through, whether it's a combination, coaching, players, whatever it is. I'm always a believer it's mostly – about players because you can call the best defense, you can call the best play on offense in the world, but you still have to execute it against the other team. Now, how different is Kansas City with Jones and Kelsey? I think we saw. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely did. It was a little slow there with Kelsey in the first half. Still didn't have much on, on average, you know, average per reception, but he did have a touchdown. Uh, but the defense, yeah, that was the big thing, you know, with Chris Jones being able to do you know, what he did on a minimum number of snaps in that game and you know afterwards trevor lawrence the jaguars quarterback comes up comes out and says oh that's an embarrassing offensive performance and from their perspective it was but obviously with jones that's that's a much different defense and they were able to hold the jaguars to, to nine points in the game and as long as that defense can consistently do that obviously kelsey no kelsey whoever the other offensive players are but patrick mahomes you're going to win you know, most of your most of the games you play. Hey, Howard, how how surprised were you that Seattle went into Detroit and won that game? 
I was a little surprised, especially because the Seahawks uh, were playing without their two starting tackles on offense. And you figure, boy, this is going to be field day for the yeah. Lions defense. And, and yet they go in, like, like you said, uh, home opener for the Lions. They unveil a statue of Barry Sanders the day before. And yet the Seahawks put 37 points on the board against the Lions. So, you know, after ha- how they played week one, you certainly weren't expecting that uh, from the Seahawks, but, but they got the job done. And, you know, it, sh- it shows we're, we're shown this all the time. I think sometimes maybe it's a little bit forgotten, but we're shown all the time what a week to week league uh, yeah. this is. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, things will, will snowball for, with a team on a roll or on a roll either way, winning or losing. But most of the time, one week doesn't have a whole lot of impact on the next week. And we certainly saw that with, you know, with, you know, several of the games in week two so far. Howard Balzer, GoPhoenix.com, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan on the WGK Law guest hotline. Last thing for you, Howard, as we wrap uh, wrap up week two, Saints at Panthers, Browns at Steelers. Could we see a Monday night where both road teams emerge victorious here? As favorites, by the way. Yeah, very well could. And, you know, last week I was mentioning the one-score games. Week one, there were 10 road teams that won. And so far this week, there's been eight. And so, you know, that's eight out of 14 games, more than 50%. So it certainly seems like the like home field advantage doesn't exist as it once did. Certainly a, a little bit of that can be traced to the way fans travel. I mean, I'll tell you, you didn't realize there were so many Giants fans in State Farm Stadium for the Cardinals yesterday because they were they were they hardly made a sound in the first half. But as they were coming back, all of a sudden you heard them, and that 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 certainly can be a little disconcerting uh, to to teams when they're no matter you know even good teams it happens to at times that can be disconcerting when you're at home and all of a sudden you might have to have a silent count on offense and and the fans are cheering for the other team. So you know it's it's something that the home home teams have to truly have to get accustomed to. Howard Balzer, Lindy's the Pro Football Annual every year, of course, and GoPhoenix.com. Howard, always great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Howard. Sounds sounds good, guys. Take care. Howard Balzer, everybody. We'll come back, take a trip through the funhouse with Nolan McGraw. News from the Nest coming up top of the hour. We're going to hear from Lamar. We're going to hear from John Harbaugh talking about that win yesterday at Cincinnati. Buy or sell. Let's count that early week money. Hopefully it's 12-15. And then we'll get into our picks for this past weekend. College and pro. College, I was okay. Pro, I was horrible. And I'll have to redeem myself tonight. We'll get into that. Got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. American League East report at 1.15. And then Jacob Calvin Meyer, Baltimore Sun, talking about the Birds who clinch a playoff spot yesterday, two games up in the division, trying to win the AL East for the first time in nine years. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. Guess who just bought an Orioles playoff hat? This guy right here. Got a little logo on the side, postseason 2016. In the mail, free shipping. Figure it out on your own, everybody. Orioles going to the postseason. First time in seven years, trying to win the division for the first time in nine. We'll talk about that. One o'clock hour, American League East report, and Jacob Calvin Meyer is going to be joining us. Got news from the Nets coming up at the top of the hour. Ravens win yesterday, 27-24 over the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals 0-2. 
with a banged-up quarterback. It looks like. Let's get out to the phone. Let's go to Ed and Arbutus. Ed, thanks for holding. What's happening? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Bob, Benny, good afternoon to both you gentlemen. Thank you. Um, as you've mentioned a bunch of times, great time to be a hometown fan. Uh, Terps, taking care of business. Local Arbutus kid, number 85, tight end Preston Howard with a sensational catch and run for 33 yards against Virginia to help that helping that victory the other night, Bob. Yeah, they had to get out of the doldrums there for a while, two games in a row, but, you know, they did it. It's all that matters, I guess, Ed. Uh, he's he's a McDonough high school product, um, and you also mentioned uh, tailback number 24, Hemby, John Carroll product, which is proof positive that Coach Loxley is a man of his word. He's committed, and he's said it a bunch of times to keep in the local town and state. Um, Orioles. With a must-do series split, continue to answer the bell when it's most needed. Roster strong. Situational defense this, this season and situational hitting as good as you're going to see in the sport of baseball. Uh, Ravens. And Vinny, as you already broke down, team offense and blocking was outstanding. You can't do it any better. On the defensive side, Geno Stone bringing physicality thud from the third layer. Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Hamilton. Doing it at the second layer. Clowny, all-out hustle on every play on the front group. Lamar, NFL warrior, simply put. You can criticize that position, and he, he's got big enough shoulders to handle the scrutiny, but don't ever doubt, doubt this guy's will to win. Um, last thing, most optimal time to take a home run shot in the sport of football is the very first play after natural in-game confusion interrupt occurs. Exactly what was dialed up with the fantastic throw and catch from Lamar to Zay Flowers. Right call at the right time to the right man. Great coaching, gentlemen, in that football game yesterday. That's it. I appreciate your courtesy. All right. Thank you, Ed, as always, for breaking down three different sports. A Flowers, man, better than advertised. So far, so good. Living up to all that hype and then some. Yeah, I, I think... He's, you know, what we saw every day in practice, Bob, and he's transferring it to the – he's he makes it look like uh, it's practice. I mean, he, yeah, he hadn't had a problem whatsoever with anybody yet. No, and we just talked, by the way, with Howard Balzer. Marquise Brown did score a touchdown Yeah, I saw it, for, yeah. Uh, the Giants. Let's go to Ron and Owings Mills. Ron, what's happening? Bob, Vinny, it's always a pleasure. I hope hey, you're doing well. Hey, yep. Ron. I was very pleased. Uh, I, you know, I was tough on Lamar in the offense the first week. They played great this week. Uh, I have to give Todd Munkin his flowers. I thought he kept them off balance, especially in the second half. Uh, I agree with Ed and Arbuta. Zay Flowers has got great hands. He really does look good. I know it's just two weeks, but I, I really am impressed. Um, that's what I kind of wanted from Hollywood, but I'm not taking a shot at Hollywood. I wish him well. Um, the offense finished the game. I like the jet sweeps to Duvernay. He went back to it because it worked. I, I mean, the only thing with Lamar at the end of the half, you can never take away from Lamar his gift of improvising. I just thought with the clock so down, he took one bad sack. But overall, Lamar was an A. Bob, you know how tough I am on grades. I'm Mike Preston Jr. I gave <laughs> Lamar an A. He did well. And one thing with the Orioles, I love how this team – can score. I mean, they've had trouble scoring of late, but Bob, how many years when we go back and the Orioles were good under Buck Showalter, but small ball, 
bunting a guy over, the sack fly. Like, this team does whatever it takes to win. They find ways, they pull them. And, yes, under Buck Showalter, they had a lot of comeback wins a couple years when they made the playoffs. I'm not taking anything away from that team. I'm just saying I think this is a complete team, and and they do the little things that I think, Bob, in our discussions of the Orioles for many years, we've asked. And, and this team is – I'm just very happy because I'm a big bunt guy. I think you have to be able to bunt in certain situations, get guys over, do the little things. I'm not a baseball guru, but um, I'm just very proud. It's a great day in Baltimore sports. You have a good one. All right, Ron. Thank you very much. You're those buck teams, and let's not forget. And, by the way, kudos to you, Mike Elias, for showing tribute to uh, Dan Duquette and his regime for bringing in a lot of these guys who are instrumental to what the Orioles were doing this year via trade or whether you drafted them. I mean, D.L. Hall and uh, Grayson Rodriguez, the last two winning pitchers are guys that Dan Duquette picked and Adley Rutt, or not Rutschman, um, um, Hayes and Mullins, and he got Santander as a Rule 5 guy. Mountcastle was a first-round pick. I mean, he brought in a lot of these players who are making it happen, but that team, which led the American League in wins for a five-year period, they relied on the long ball more than anything else. They had three years in a row. Or what was it? Was it Davis? Then Cruz? Then Davis? And then four years in a row where they had the guy who led the majors in home runs. They were more of a big fly team. This year's Oriole team leads baseball with runners in scoring position, batting average wide. They're a little more athletic. There's more team speed. I think defensively there's some similarities, but maybe some differences because that team was really good outfield defense especially. But here they are, best record in the American League, going to the playoffs for the first time in seven years, and work's not done. They can still win the division in Houston tonight, Baltimore baseball tonight coming up at 6. Me and Jim Hunter getting you ready for that one, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Let's uh, bring in Nolan McGraw. Quick draw, you've been relatively quiet over there today. Yeah, so much fan response. It's been great. What a day yesterday. We were at the Green Turtle in Owings Mills. Mm-hmm. Pre-game show went Flawless as always. Hot coffee. It was delicious. And the fan turnout at the. It's always good at the Green Turtle, but right. yesterday was a little extra special. Me and Tim Barblaze hung out to watch the game there. Did you have the special? No, I just had. I didn't drink anything. I just had some water. But uh, it was. Everyone was going crazy with the Ravens, and then when that game was over, everyone stayed to watch the end of the Orioles game cheering them on everyone was chatting with each other people were you know toasting drinks it was fantastic uh, atmosphere nolan and lanolin hanging out together watching baltimore sports because you know what you are you and tim you're rp once you're our uh demographic hitting those uh 20 some year olds that's what we're trying for (laughs) here on the station so we're resonating with you which is great to see give me a ppm the ppm now did chuck stay (laughs) too Yeah, Chuck was there for uh, for most of the Ravens game. We were all hanging out. Nice. Well, he was buying, I would imagine. Well, I had to leave. I'm not going to lie. I was, well, I was, I was hung by 11:30. Yeah. Kid was at the house well, with the three your headphones were hovering as soon as yeah, you showed yeah. up. They were just like <laughs> so were mine. I had three. T- I had the TV over the fireplace was red zone. TV next to that was the Ravens, and then I had one to my right, which was the Orioles. Uh, my house was like a sports bar. My wife made a nice spread. My cousin Al came over for a couple hours before he went and saw kicks last night at Merriweather. We had a, it was a good old time. No, made, no, I made an uh, ass out of myself Saturday, but I'm not talking about no, that. My boy Lanolin, he it was, happens. Bob, wrinkled, <laughs> With t- me, wrinkled t-shirt, stuff on his shirt, needed uh, 
chicken uh, tenders, needed fry, had coffee, had water. Coffee I said, and chicken tenders? Yeah. I said, keep hydrating, Tim. Hey. He, he wasn't uh, feeling great. Well, I asked him, I said, did you iron your T-shirt? <laughs> he said, yes. I said, what do you use, a waffle iron? <laughs> it's Vinny and Haney, 1057. The fan will come back. News from the net. Good to hear from John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, among others, as the Ravens are 2-0. and Put Cincinnati in an early 0-2 divisional hole. We'll count some money, hopefully, at 12-15 with buy or sell. And then we'll look back at our picks. Dreadful for the old Bobster. Looks like I'm buying beer again. Oh, wait a minute. I'll just take cues. We'll do that and more. You got new NFL lunch coming up 1 o'clock. American League East report and beyond because now the wild card chase getting really interesting in both the American and National League. Jacob Calvin Meyer, Baltimore Sun, talking about that celebration, which was great. But still, you want division celebration. I guess you celebrate after your uh, divisional uh, win, right? Then you celebrate the championship series. So they've got, let's see, division, division series, league championship. Four more celebrations to go. Man, they're going to be half in a bag by the time November gets here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.